Shut up and sit down. Oh my goodness, everybody. It feels strange to be here with you today because life has been coming at us full 3D, fast as can be. It is episode 215 of Third Shift, and I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. We have recovered from this evil, evil quarter end, and we're here today to talk to you about some Gearbox news and other news. And you know I wouldn't be doing this alone, so you know there's this other guy, this inglorious bastard somebody calls him, I don't know, Mr. Matt, on the other line, waiting to say hello and tell us how his week been, his week been. I don't even know English. You see? I've gone further down the scale. I'm just, this is what happens I'm, I'm because of apart. quarter end. It's yeah. been a week, but we're still not recovered. So yeah. it's just, my week be goods. <laughs> my week oh, be man. goods. All right. Let's start it that way. I like it. Matt, how has your week been? <laughs> uh, it's been all right. There's been uh, something sad happened just a couple of days ago, so I won't get into that. But on the video game front, I've been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, having a blast in that. As always, I just reorged the whole island all over again. I've combined my, my turnips and my pumpkin patch into Egbert's farm. It's so cool. Now he's on the southeast side of the island having a blast. Oh, man, he just had his birthday the other day. I gave him a cowboy shirt. Oh, it's so much fun. He wore it today. Oh, it feels good. Yeah, all that stuff nobody cares about. That's what I've been doing in Animal Crossing, having a blast, having a pleasure. Also, got back on the stream tip with Yakuza 5 Remastered. I got to the point where a new character came up, and then it was like, hey, here's your last chance to do stuff with Haruka. And I went, oh, well, instead of playing the other character, I got to go back and do all the other stuff. Uh-huh. Two streams on that. Having a lot of fun, because both, I mean, both characters are a blast, but it felt so good to play as Akiyama and be fighting people again. As fun and refreshing as it was to go from fighting people to Haruka with the dance minigames and the song minigames, now it feels like 10 times better to be back like kicking people in the face hitting them with trash cans and all that other crazy stuff ah feels so good can't wait to get back into that and then of course playing hades oh i love oh god i love that game but it's it's almost getting to the point now where i, I mean i get to the last boss every single time so it, it almost feels like a grind again because I'm, I'm you know i'm slowly getting that much closer and that much closer and that much closer to beating them but i still haven't done it yet so i'm starting to be like well do I want to spend another hour going through and still having fun, you know, doing all the stuff, but it's, it's starting to, it's starting to, I'm not going to say the blooms off the rose cause it's still beautiful and fun, but it does feel like it's starting to get that loop again. Now I'm not seeing any new stuff cause I've hit this one wall. Once I punch through it, obviously something say, will change. There'll be more stuff. story. There'll uh-huh. be some more things, but I'm getting closer. You need uncle Eric to just beat the last boss for you so you can carry on with the story. Shut up, Eric. You don't even know how to play. You don't even know how to play this game. But it does it does piss me off when I go on Twitter and people are like, oh, I had my 20th escape in Hades today. I'm like, yeah, you didn't have to go through quarter end, though, you jackass. That's right. And then on top of that, going back to the real life thing, the one thing that's been saving me these past couple weeks, the G1, New Japan Pro Wrestling, oh my God. Almost every night, there's a new event to watch. And it just puts the biggest smile on my face. No matter how crampy a day it is, I don't even want to watch it, but I have to watch it to fill out my bracket, my little scorecard. I put it on. I'm like, ah, it's the opening match. It's the two young guys that are wrestling. Okay. And then a G1 match starts. And no matter how bad a mood I'm in, it just lifts my spirits. It lifts me up. 
and I ascend to the heavens. I just I shine like a glorious beacon. God, I, I love I love the G one, and now now it's almost over. It ends this weekend on Sunday, but ah, oh, I I can't wait for those final nights and then the final match of it, because after the G one's over, then everybody else gets to come back too. Because G one is all main event heavyweight you know, singles matches. Now tag teams can come back. Now junior heavyweights can come back. Now, you know, the six man teams can come back all kinds of crazy stuff. So can't wait to see the finals. And then for new Japan to open back up again and do all that good stuff. But man, that G one, there's so many nights. I'm just, every single match is a banger and it's just, oof, Oh, there's nothing like it. It's making me happy right now. Just thinking about it. So I'm going to end my week on a happy note. Started on a sad note. I'm not going to get into, but ended it on a very happy note and shooting it over to Eric. Eric, my man, how was your week this week? Well, before we get to my week, I want to jump back a little bit. Cause I want to say, first off, seeing you on stream, playing that Yakuza, I'm like hot diggity daffodils. I've been freaking washing the hell out of some Yakuza, like a dragon mm-hmm. gameplay because everyone's getting to play all the special people out there in the world. Yeah. Get to play this really cool demo. They're getting to get in there. And I keep hearing, oh, it's like Yakuza meets Persona and stuff. And, and I'm just like, oh, this looks right up my alley. It is wonderful. And I got to jump in here. Who are these fuckers that get to play it first? I guarantee none of them have the entire Yakuza series on discs physically like I do. They're in the other room. I can go get them all right now. All the collector's editions, all the steel books and all the things. None of those jerks have it. I guarantee it. I should be playing that right now, damn it. You should. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree. But unfortunately, we are not amongst them elite folks who haven't. So I got to go resort to watching them play through. And some of them have great opinions. Some of them are, you know, special. And uh, But either way, the gameplay is fantastic. It's got me stoked. Like, I'm not a big Yakuza guy. You know, I haven't played any of the games, period. I've only watched you stream it a billion times over the last few years. But I feel like I'm understanding and I know some Yakuza just because I've watched you play all of it. And this one, this is it. This is Eric's ticket in. This mm-hmm. is where I get to, I, I go, oh, look at my little ticket, sir. Let me on the train. And everyone's going to let me on the train. And I get to be part of the Yakuza club because of this one. I'm a, I'm a freaking RPG fan, and it looks like it's nailing everything I want. And the goofiness I always have enjoyed. I've always laughed with you with the stupid, crazy things mm-hmm. going on in that world. So I am sold, and I don't want to be sold because there's too many other games that I need to be playing during that time frame. Uh-huh. So it's a depressing, saddening, but happy time in my life. I don't even know how to how to adjust. And, of course, piling onto it. I went the 13 Sentinels Aegis route. You went the Hades route. Mm-hmm. Okay? Both fantastic games. Both incredible. But I've heard so much about Hades that I'm in the realm now where I can't let it be. Mm-hmm. I can't let this one not be played. I don't have time for it, though. I don't have time. But I have to play it. Because it sounds too good. Everyone says it's too good to not play, to let just disappear into the annals of time and the games that are lost. I can't do it. So I'm just very, very messed up in the brain right now because of it. I want the Yakuza. I want to play the Cyberpunk. I want to play Hades. I'm still in the middle of Aegis, which I'll talk about briefly in a minute. It's messing me up, man. I don't. I gotta get controls. You know, DLCs done. I gotta finish Final Fantasy. Godfall's right around the corner. Well, you can't play that one. 
that you can't you, you can't unless get a, I get a PlayStation. You can't get a PS5, so it's not going to happen. You can put that I'll one. You can put PS5. that one on the shelf. Listen, just put it up there. Listen to me. Let me tell you, I have been in my local store making deals, making promises, <laughs> doing what I got to do <laughs> to secure me a PlayStation 5 on launch day from said store. I will not name the store because I don't want attention drawn to it. But I will say that I am making deals and people are promising things. And if they come through, cool. And if they don't, I'll still try. But I'm going to get there and I'm going to try to get that system one way or another. Awesome. You know me, man. I can't let this I can't let this go. I've never not had my system day one. Mm-hmm. I will not be denied. I will not be denied. <laughs> nope. So, with all that being said, my week was pretty good. All right? Quarter end ended. Tragedy, sadness, whatever. It's gone. We said, hey, family, come visit. So I had my sister and brother-in-law. They came down with their kids. They visited. We had a great time. We went up to the cider mills. We went and visited my grandpa, who's like 88 years old. You know what? I'll tell you what. If we were blood, that'd be fantastic because this guy, he still got it all up in his brain. He was sharp. He was witty. He was laughing, talking, having a good time. 88, and this dude was just hopping and bopping. I'm like, dang, if only that was my real grandpa. That would be fantastic. (laughs) He is not, though. But, yeah, I consider my real grandpa. But you know what I mean. So only if I had that blood, I could rest assured that I will live to be 90 and 100 years old having a great time. Unfortunately, my fate lies at 65 and probably dead. So, Mm -hmm. damn. Oh, well. It's good to see grandpa still kicking, though. He's having a good time. We were up in the great north. Got to see the, you know, you know how it is. The fresh air up there. It's different. We only live two and a half hours away, but it's different up there. I mean, it's crisper. It's just more real. The world feels realer outside. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, it's so good to get up there and escape for a little bit. And, of course, visit him. And, you know, he, he of course, the entire time, what's your real reason for coming up here? Because, you know, we don't really visit very much. It's usually as we're passing through to go to Mackinac or, or Traverse City, et cetera, et cetera. And we're like, no, we really just came to visit you this time. Yeah, okay, Sure. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> you found my old treasure map, did you? You're here to dig it mm-hmm. up on my property. Gotcha. Exactly. You're trying to find something here, aren't you? Oh, all right. Well, whatever. <laughs> no problem, Grandpa. We're going to head out now. All right. And then uh, beyond that, went back to work. You know the rigmarole on that. Now, game-wise, I played some World of Warcraft. Now, World of Warcraft's getting ready for the Shadowlands. If you didn't know, they delayed it till an unknown time. So that was super sad, but they did do the pre-patch, which like did the level squish and all the other stuff. So I'm in there getting adjusted. I transferred over my main mage over to the server I'm going to play on. You know, the basic MMO stuff, nerdy stuff, a lot of you are like, he sounds like a geek. Doesn't matter. It was fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm getting pumped up for the, uh, which is another game, by the way, that I got to play and have a great time in that I don't have time for. Woo! It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a world of hurt for me. And then uh, main game, though was, of course, 13 Sentinels. And I've told you guys this before. It's amazing. But it's freaking nuts. This game is nuts. It's insane. I was like, all right, I understand what's happening. They started to do a real big twist, real big, oh, yeah. And then they were like, no, that's not enough. And then they did a whole nother, whoa, but it's a thing, but the thing, and a thing, and a thing, and you never know. What's this? So they're, they're spinning off into so many crazy trajectories of what ifs and what are's and what is, it's wild. I mean, it's to the point now where I can only play for like an hour and a half and I got to shut it off because I feel like I'm absorbing too much information 
<laughs> and I can't assimilate it and, and and get it all through the brain and, and figure out what it's trying to tell me or what it's hinting at. And and so I have to like, okay, well, I'm overloaded. I got to stop and try to let this all simmer and process and see if I can figure out. And then the problem with doing that is it gets to the point where it's so much that even though I sat on it and thought about it, I come back and I've got to go reread like recaps and do things because it's too much information. It's just <laughs> All sorts of stuff happening over and and you like I said to you, there's like routes and some of the people you got to play like a scene over and over and over and keep changing minute things and others it's like whole vast new scenes every single time with these drastically different outcomes or these drastically different you know, scenes and things that play out. So I keep going back and I got to spend like a half hour rereading things, re going through the thought processes on different characters. Meanwhile, I still got to do like the the battle system. So I finally made it through like, you know, I did all the tutorials stuff and then I went to the level one stuff and then I dropped into level two and it's crazy difficult. It's like really fun. It's, I, I wouldn't say crazy difficult, it's undoable, but it, it jumped drastically. Nice. So it it is no longer like, okay, as long as I'm not a moron, I'm going to win. Now it's like, okay, if you're not pulling off the right attacks on the right uh, kaiju, you're going to be hurting. So I got my first taste of that, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Now we're really kicking. But it also made me scared because now i got to go through like nine, ten levels of that to get to the third one, which I think is the last one. I'm not 100% on that, but and I'm like, oh, okay. So this, I already got 20-something hours in. And I'm like, wow. So I thought this was a 20 to 30-hour game tops. It looks like I'm going to be playing this for 40, 50 hours easy. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting that. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm for it, but... I was thinking this is a 20, 30-hour game tops. I'll be done. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, moving on to the next game. No way. So while it's wonderful and great, I'm also sad at that because now I'm like, dang, I thought I was going to have time to commit to another game and keep moving in the loop, and it's gonna, it's dragging me back and keeping me down. And, well, I can't, I'm waving at Doom Eternal. I'm waving at Control. I'm waving at WoW. I'm waving at all the games. I'm just going, hey, bye. Bye. Oh, spell break, which I thought I was going to play with everybody and have a great time. Bye. See you later. <laughs> yeah. So with that all being said, I did play some Borderlands 3. I did the Halloween event once or twice. I had a good time with it. I was like, all right, let's put that aside. I'll play it with Matt, of course, tra- you know, traditionally mm-hmm. with the Halloween thing we always do every year. So it was fun. But you guys know it's the same thing as last year. It was fun. It's good. It's great. But there's nothing different. Nothing's changed. So you know the rigmarole on that. And that has been my week. Well, another part of my week has been finding out about a fantastic game that I missed last week. So this is the release for this week. It's Iconfell, which is out for pretty much anything in the entire world. PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. I don't think it's on Android or iOS yet, but this would go perfect on it. It's a tactical RPG that takes place. You are the sister of someone who's gone to a school for magic users, and your sister has disappeared, so you're showing up at Eichenfeld, the school, to find out what happened with her. And it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. You are, you're one of the ordinaries. You have no magic abilities, but when you step foot on the grounds, poof, now you got spells. Now you can do throw fireballs and do all that stuff. So you're teaming up with other students other teachers, anybody who knows about the situation to try and find your sister, find out what's going on at the school because there's dark shades that are popping up. There's all kinds of bad stuff going on. And what's interesting about it 
to me is the the tactical RPG part of it. Your mind immediately goes to like Final Fantasy Tactics. You show up on a big, you know, square grid and everybody moves around. Think more along the lines of Enchanted Arms for uh, Xbox 360, where you are on a grid, but it's kind of limited. This one, it's an 8-bit 2D style game. So when you go into a battle to do that tactical RPG-ness, it's kind of 2D side on, but a little bit lifted up. So you can see kind of like a... I would almost say like a final fight kind of an angle where you see like the, the little rows you can go into. And instead of being a big giant grid, it's three rows by 12 panels each. So it's a small contained space. And as you are battling with the enemies, you know, they can sneak around behind you. You can sneak around over here. Each spell that you have has different ranges and different, you know, this one will hit one square over here, but then three behind you. Or this one has one big blast over there, big blast over here. So it's moving yourself and your other party members around to fit the blast radius for your spells. But what's really interesting about the spells themselves is it's all timing based, like Super Mario RPG or the Mario and Luigi games. So you throw a spell, a little it's a fire sword. A little fire sword comes up, it leans back, it goes to hit the enemy, and if you hit the button right as it hits the enemy, boom, you get a little critical bonus. Uh-huh. Same thing when the enemies are attacking you. Their little fireball comes in, woo, you hit the button right as it hits you, ah, you shrug it off a little bit, maybe you get one damage instead of three. So it's tactical and RPG-ness and timing-based, and has this really beautiful 8-bit art style, and has this really bumping chiptune soundtrack. What's not to love about this? The only downsides I've heard are that the story can kind of drag. From what I've heard, it's because your characters that you interact with are all so well-developed. So maybe you just want to find out what's going on in that room. But to do that, you've got to go through this character's, you know, his sub-story, his backstory, doing, you know, or doing a task for him. So the overall story drags. But I've heard that the characters you meet are all well-written. They're all fun to hang out with. All your party members are really cool. And the story kind of goes through all that, you know, school-aged kids and drama and figuring out who you are. You got these powers and what what does that mean? Like Harry Potter. I was just going to say, my two favorite things, children and magic. Oh, boy. Children and magic. I know you're all about it, man. I know you. I knew it. I knew secretly you were into that Harry Potter stuff. I just waiting for you to come out. You know what I mean? No, but I will get this game because this game does look amazing. It does sound amazing. It looks like it plays really fun. You know me. It's a release I'm really interested in, so I didn't deep dive in on anything. But I watched a couple of reviews. Like, I think The Escapist has a little three-minute review. Noisy Pixel's got a quick five-minute review. You can see that pixel art in action. You can see that grid-based combat I'm talking about. If you like tactical RPGs, but you don't want to sink like 60 hours into a Final Fantasy Tactics or, you know, a Disgaea that can take hundreds of hours, play Eichenfell. It's a quick, I think it's 18 bucks on sale right now. It's going to be a quicker playthrough than that. And it's got that fun timing-based system. But, hey, I almost forgot to add this. If you suck at timing-based stuff, if you can't play those Mario and Luigi games, you can turn on the difficulty setting where all the timed hits are automatically good for you or bad for the enemies. Mm-hmm. You can also turn on a setting, which I don't know where I saw this, but I saw it in somebody's talk around of it, where you can just like instantly win the battle. So if you just hate battling, you hate grinding, or you hate combat whatsoever, but you still want to play and see the story, you can literally go into combat, press start, and go end battle, and the enemies just die, and you get your XP and you get your money. It's great. That's insanity. <laughs> so if you like these kinds of games, definitely check this out. If you don't like these kind of games, you can check it out anyway, because all you got to do anyway, is just press the yeah. win button. Sheesh. I need that button in like life. You know what I mean? We all say that, and I mean it. I just need that button. Every day, I just need to like wake up and be like, win. 
and then it works over. Uh-huh. And I'm just like at home, boom, battle's over. Yay! <laughs> I need that button to work. Like, oh, look, they're having trouble. Win. Hey, look, now they figured out how to run it. It's great. Hooray. I can just kick Even back better, and relax. You know I can still participate in work. I just don't have to do any of the stressful uh-huh. things. Oh, he's talking about it's something perfect. ridiculous. Let me press that win button. Now he's talking about video games. Hey, brother, come on down. You just, yeah, you're the next the contestant best. on Talk to Matt. Who? Oh, well, speaking of keeping it easy and keeping it simple, we got Torchlight 3 on my side, Matt. Now, here's another title that I thought me and you were going to play, that I thought was going to come out. Me and you were going to for sure rock and roll. We've both had a history of Torchlight. We've both played Torchlights yep. separately, not together. But I thought this was it. It's online. We get to play if we want to. But there's so many games. There's so many stupid games. And I'm sad because I don't want to let this one slip by. But what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do, man? And it's too big of a game. You and I play one day a week for like three hours and then maybe four. But Mm -hmm. that fourth hour is basically a wash. It would take us forever. I am truly sad because if you don't know, Torchlight 3 hit... October 13th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, developed by Ektra, Ektra Games, whatever, I can't pronounce it, it's crazy, you know. Just like last time, I forgot to do my developer of a publisher. Developed by Happy Ray Games and published by Humble Games. I love you, I can fell, I'm going to buy you. I don't need to shout you out, you're going to get my money. <laughs> That's right, you are getting Matt's money, it doesn't matter. And of course, published by Perfect World Entertainment, that's the Torchlight side of things anyway. This game has been around forever. They've been making this game. It was Torchlight Frontiers. You know, they had this whole different idea for it. It's going to be free to play, all this craziness. They changed it up so now it's you actually pay for the game. And then, you know, you get all the upgrades afterwards. But that's neither here nor there. You like Diablo? Yeah? Guess what? Torchlight is made by folks who worked on Diablo, the old school Diablo. But this one's more fun. It's got a, a lighter vibe. More vibrancy to the colors. More vibrancy to the characters, the baddies. Everything's... Just take it up a few notches, make it a little bit lighter. That's what Torchlight's all about. And it's also all about simplifying everything. So instead of going into these deep, complicated Path of Exile type, you know, uh, skill trees where you can go a billion different routes and put together a freaking God knows what kind of builds. And unless you do like intense research, it's just a freaking roll of the dice whether or not you're going to be good at what you do. This game simplifies it all down. And I don't say it in a bad way. I say it in a, an accessible, fun way. There is a little bit of skill involved if you really want to max min everything into what basic sets you go into. And then, of course, from there, your sub skills and all that good stuff. That's all there. And you can make it so you have a bad build. You can make it so you have a perfect build. But it's not so difficult that you can't take whatever build you enjoy and you like and have a great time and beat this game. In fact, It's actually been recommended that you play it on above normal because normal is so easy for people used to Diablo type games that it's a little a pushover. And and once again, I'm saying this in a positive light because I like it that there is the hard mode and ultra hard and allow you to actually get your, you know, your skill based mix, max bin stuff going on. But then on the other end of it, you can just blow through and have a great time, drink beers and waste enemies and bosses, etc. So this game is top-down, Diablo-style, you're going through, you got four base characters that you choose from, you go into the story, they're like, hey, all the big baddies come around, can you save us? You agree to do it, and then you go from town to town, dungeon to dungeon, crawling your way through, smoking baddies, getting gear, of course, you got your green, blues, purples, legendaries, and the other side of the gear point here is that they made it so legendaries are actually legendary, 
Uh, they didn't go the Diablo route where they just drop a ton of it. And then, of course, you're looking for that maximum roll, you know, that perfect roll, and which I enjoy that, don't get me wrong. But uh, they went for the when a legendary drops, it's legendary. So you're not going to see them as much. So when you get one, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to put this on regardless of what it is. Yeah, and I'll build around it, which I like that, too, sometimes. But I have not played, so I don't know if it's super rare to the point of being annoying and not fun or if it's rare to the point where it's exciting but still cool and you're getting enough to have fun. I don't know. From what I've heard, they've got like uh, random portals in end game. You know, once you get through all the story and you're like, what do I do now? There'll be these phase beasts that'll open up portals to go fight bosses and then that'll give you a chance at extra loot. They've got uh, this individual who rolls these random dungeons on cards for you with these different stats and things going on. So you basically want like a rift and then you go and you got to fight with those detriments and bonuses to you. I heard that's really neat, except a lot of times because of the randomness of it, you'll end up fighting like the same boss over and over and over again. So it can get frustrating in that regard. With that being said, thus far from what I've seen, looks like a great time if you love Diablo and that type of game. But the end game is still a little lacking. It seems like they're kind of trying to pick it up and figure out what they're going to do with it. For now, I think it's definitely worth picking up and buying. You're still going to get 60 plus, like you said, 60 plus hours easy out of this game before you even get to the point where you're starting to maybe get aggravated. But for schmucks like me and you, probably wouldn't happen anyway. But either way, they intend to keep servicing this game and working on it. And on top of it all, before I forget... You build your own fort. So for all you little schmuckatellies out there who like your little house building and make your own little fancy area, you get to build an entire fort for yourself. So of course, by going out into the world, finding things, getting beating up rare enemies who drop rare things, you can bring them back and then decorate your fort and house, etc. to be whatever you want it to be. And then of course, when you're playing online with your friends, they can come on and check it out. And you're like, well, look at that. You've got the legendary snake on the staff of Wubbadoo. So on top of just having a really cool Diablo-like fun game, you get a whole you know fort-making game on top of that, which allows you to customize and do your little Animal Crossing craziness, which it's not for me, but I know a lot of people love that type of thing. So I didn't want to miss it. And I was going to because it's, like I said, not my style. It would be for you, Eric. If you got the snake on the staff of Schnabatelli, you would put it on your wall. You'd be like, hey, man, hey man come check it out. This I did this cool hey, rift over here the other day, and I'd be like, yeah, 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 shut up. We got to get drunk and play Borderlands. Come on. We got to finish, finish yes. that one quest here. Come on. <laughs> and see this. You proved my point. I would probably like it, but you tell me to shut up and turn off the game. Let's go do something else. That'd be the only reward I'd get for finding and grinding for that one <laughs> item forever. <laughs> so there, you proved the point. But hey, for everybody else out there who does have friends interested in all that kind of stuff and wants to get in touch with their Diablo-like type games... This is out right now. It'll be out for the Switch October 22nd. So if you want to wait and get your handheld version of it, but way less online-friendly version of it, you can get it on the Switch then. I'd recommend, of course, this is a game you play with friends, so get it on the PC, PlayStation, or Xbox because it's just much easier. Friend codes and stuff, I can't handle it. You don't want to see Daddy playing in your game. You don't want to be running around with Daddy. No, I don't want Daddy in there. I definitely don't. No. I will say I was surprised when I was looking on the recent games release list and was like, oh, crap. Torchlight 3 came out. It totally fell off my radar. Like you said, I love the Torchlight series. It's something I want to play. It's something, if we got it, I would love playing it, but it's just it's just a bad time for a big game like that. Well, for you and me anyway, because we can't play every night. I'm happy it came out, and I'm happy it's looking good and sounding cool, but um, I know I'll never play it, which makes me sad. I want to say maybe I'll get to it. I'm going to get to it. All right. Somehow, some way. You can I'm lie fine. to yourself, Eric. That's okay. Thank you. Please let me lie to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to lie to yourself about 
His shift codes for Golden Keys are Borderlands 2, because those are real. You can find them right now on the Twitter, throughout the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourself some free loot and a fantastic game. And speaking of fantastic games, hopefully, also in the little gearbox snippets and snoopets we got here. I saw it just today, but I think it was just the other day. Oh, Randy Pitchford. He was like, hey, guys, I posted up four pictures of myself on Twitter. And I went, what's this about? And he went, I got in my hot little hands here a sealed copy of Godfall. First ever PS5 game. Here we go. We're doing it, doing it right. He got his copy. Maybe he can autograph it and send it to Third Shift. You know, care of me. I'll keep it up on the shelf here for us. That'll be it. Actually, we'll get two. One sent to you, one sent to me. Uh, you know, Colin was out there and he was talking to me and he said, hey, you guys want this? And you're going to play it and stuff? And we're like, yeah, sure. And he's just like, totally awesome. Nice. So I'm pretty sure he already got him signed by Randy and we'll see him in the mail soon. Cool. Shout out to Colin. Thank you very much, Randy. You're the best as always. Can't wait. We are super stoked for Godfall. And of course, seeing Randy with that beautiful, beautiful mint condition, brand new copy, mm-hmm. not even available to the rest of the world, but soon to be in my, in your hands with the signs. Oh, it's going to be great. The one thing I didn't do, I just thought of it. He showed the front and back of the box. I need to be scoping out the deets on the back there. I don't know. Just reading the back of a brand new box is cool because I don't have it in my hot little hands right now. I was a tiny bit confused because somebody did do that a little bit, but they were doing it to be uh, aggravating. They were like, Hey, I thought you guys said you weren't doing this. And then they showed like the online required, PS Plus membership required. Oh. And I'm like, they did that for Borderlands. They didn't say that for Godfall. Yeah. In fact, they they told you for Godfall that you will have to be online to play Godfall. And it is an online game. Mm-hmm. They've said that. So I think this person was just confused about uh, things, but... Goodness gracious. Or they assume that since Randy's holding it, it's a Gearbox software game and not a Gearbox Mm -hmm. published game. And I don't know how companies work. They don't know the difference. So, yeah, I did see somebody do a little bit of that, but it was for the negative side instead of the fun side. So, unfortunately, there you go. You may be here. You got to counter them, Matt. You're going to have to go on there and do it for the fun side and post it up. I'll do it. And that way we can just wash him out, you know, just like we wash out everybody else. That sounds good. We'll do it. We will do it. And of course, while we're doing that, and speaking of the PlayStation 5, Borderlands also came out and was like, hey, guess what, everybody? You guys knew we were going to upgrade you free, your Borderlands free. If you own it, you're going to get to play on the next-gen consoles, upgraded free of charge, but you didn't know when. But now you do, day and date, with the system's launch, the 10th for, of course, Xbox, and the 12th for PlayStation, you get to upgrade your stuff, all your characters, everything else is coming with you over to the new systems, and you are getting that three and four player freaking split screen that everybody's been asking for since the the launch of Borderlands 3, for God's sakes. It is finally coming. <laughs> I started off the show by asking who these people are. Who are these people that have three or four friends that will sit in your room with you and hold a controller and play it? What? Who are you? What is this? Well, I was just going to say, I can't even get one person over here. I don't, I don't want one person over here. So I can't do it because I don't want it. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I, I don't find that crazy because I'm like, that's how we grew up having friends over playing well, yeah. split screen. That's, that's life. That's how it was. The world has moved on. Yeah. Nobody wants friends over. Yeah. Nobody wants to see another human. We want to sit behind our cool screens and just put our mics on and our headphones and be mysterious people who get to say and do whatever we want with no consequences and have fun. Or on the other side of it, you know, I would have friends over. We all grew up that way. But I would have you over. Who else would I have over to play Borderlands with? Uh, Nobody. None of our other friends like playing Borderlands. 
So it, it works not at all on any level that I can even think of right now. So who are you people who are lucky enough to have three friends that you want to come over to your house, that will come over to your house, that also like Borderlands, that will play their characters with you? Who are you people? I don't know. Mystery to be, man. I don't know. But for everybody, literally everybody, you do get the 4K 60 FPS in single player and online co-op for free as well. That's exciting. You're getting that upscaled, everything, 60 frames per second going. That's going to have Borderlands crisp. That's going to be just beautiful to play on the new consoles. And that's got me stoked. I cannot wait to go through some of our favorite DLCs, you know, and screw around with maybe some new characters. Mm-hmm. Just boost them up, you know, and get past the older part and go do the DLCs and whatnot that we enjoy. With 4K, 60 frames per second, all the boosted goodies, no load times. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, that does sound awesome. I am jealous. That will require me to get a 4K TV, though. So something I can do is take us into the Borderlands 3 hotfixes. Hey, remember, like two or three weeks ago, when you and I were sitting here going, man, we're never going to have to talk about hotfixes again. Guess what's happened ever since we've said that? They've had hotfixes. I think last time there were little bitsy things. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's still basically a little bitsy thing, because all they did was they they cranked up. The Halloween anointments, they're going to be dropping on your weapons a little bit more, which obviously is what you want for a Bloody Harvest event. And then they buffed literally everything in the Bloody Harvest event. Mm -hmm. So it's not much to say, but they took that dial that we always talk about and they went, they cranked it up. Like I said last week, you weren't here, so I'm going to say it to your face. It feels good after people complaining about nerfs for the longest time. Now, every time there's a hotfix, it's just buffs for everything. Just ridiculous buffs 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 everywhere. Buffs, buffs, buffs. Yeah. Everything's just getting buffs. And I was sitting there myself going, geez, oh, Pete, when are we going to stop with the buffs? Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't want them to. I want every gun I pick up and use and every grenade I throw to be so damn powerful that it's funny and fun and ridiculous because mm-hmm. that's what Borderlands is supposed to be about. And out of all the ones that they did this week, nothing really got my attention. I don't really use most of these except for fastball. Yeah. And of course that had its grenades damage increased and I was super excited about that because I enjoy the fastball. So it's good news for me, but the other ones to be truthful, I don't really use any of them very much. So I can't speak to them. I mean, I've messed with Widowmaker a little bit, but uh yeah, gunside nothing, man. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Nothing really stood out for me other than the fastball. That was one of the grenades I actually used for a while cuz you know my luck with grenades ever since Borderlands 3 came out. But awful, awful, awful. That one was pretty good, so now it'll be even better the next time I get one because it'll be max level, all that stuff too. So I'm excited to play with it, but I I still love my my little bouncing Betty flame pool grenade. That one's oof, oof, that one's good. So fastball is gonna have to be really good to replace that one. Well, you know what's gonna have to be really good to replace people's thoughts is season two of Borderlands Three. All right, nice, I like it because AOA, you got people all over the place. Borderlands 3 announced, of course, Season Pass 2 coming. They've got, oh man, the designer's cut and the director's cut. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me yet on what's going on with this and what it all means. But we do know with the very first one, we'll be getting all the new skill trees, etc. And then uh, on top of that, uh, I don't think any new story or anything, right? No new story, but we do get that arms race mode that I touched on just a little bit last week. Because you weren't here to talk about it, and you forgot. You forgot about arms race, my good hey, sir. I was in the middle of quarter end. I didn't even see the arms race stuff until what I thought was like four or five <laughs> days ago. I thought it was hot and fresh off the table. 
So let me just state that, of course, they did a whole article with, like, GameSpot, and he talked about it a bit, and Randy, of course, talked about it a bit, and you've, of course, mentioned it. It turns out it doesn't sound like it's Project 1v1. No. So we weren't, we weren't right about that. And it doesn't sound like an ops or anything like that, so we weren't right about that. And, of course, it's been best explained as something Call of Duty players will like and turn their eye towards, and something where every gun you get matters in some way. And, of course, they wanted to iterate, like you said, that... We have a million bajillion guns in this game. We wanted to make sure that we could find a way to make them actually matter and incorporate that into our game. And since they say Call of Duty players, you got to imagine some kind of PvP event. So you're doing some kind of PvP where guns have some drastic, you know, importance to it. But it's not a battle royale. So it still does kind of put me in the frame of mind of one Project 1v1, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. It's hard to understand what to think from this because they were vague and they said a lot of words. But the only thing I do know is that uh, they dashed the ops for sure because he, Randy himself, said, yeah, people who are like for the narrative experience, this is not going to be for them. Yeah. And I went, damn. I've got a couple ideas popping in my head, but I don't know how you can do PvP in Borderlands if you're not going to do just like generic characters. Because, I mean, you and I did, you know, we've done a couple duels to get the trophies at Borderlands 3. Everything's so random and wackadoo crazy, like from one person to the next. How could you have that mode work while also letting people keep their skill trees or whatever? So if you are just playing a generic person, like a Crimson Raider or a COV person or whatever, that'd be the only way you can do it. You can't be uh-huh. a character. You have to be just generic slot man. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine you could be like a vault hunter with all the crazy unique abilities, etc. Right. I think you're right. I think you'd have to be some kind of random generic character. And he did say that it's going to be on its own separate map. So it's going to live on its own in its own little world, basically, which, once again, does at least stick to the Project 1v1 kind of tie-in. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, that had cards involved and stuff. And I'm I'm starting to wonder if maybe they've taken like specific guns and moved them over and given them certain attributes and abilities, so they kind of take the place of said cards. And that you're like going in and, and picking, you know, which one you want to start with, which ability or, or element or whatever it is. And then I can't imagine this as a just a pure PvP type thing, because if hey, I got a, I got a gun that has corrosive on it, that doesn't matter because you're just a person. So what I'm thinking of is I don't know if you can do PvP in this mode too, but then I was thinking of this being a PvE thing where you get a gun, it's got a certain element or whatever on it, and there's maybe like boss characters all around the edges of this map. So you got your gun. Oh, I got the corrosive gun. Well, I'm going over to the robot dude. I'm going to shoot him. Then you get whatever gun he drops, which has whatever kind of element on it. What would the point of corrosive be if there aren't robot enemies around somewhere to shoot? Well, then you'd have to have the player versing, of course, the other player to see who could do it fastest or something. Yeah. Because it is PvP. So, yeah, it would have to be, like you said, a unique kind of PvE. PvE, PvP, where you're fighting the environment, sort of like in uh, Destiny's Gambit mode. You're fighting another team. If you're fighting enemies on your side trying to dunk these balls into the thing, and once you get a certain amount of balls filled up, you get to go and fight this boss, and you can send other enemies over to the enemy side and keep trying to you know, hang them up and screw them over. Maybe something like that, where you're, you're fighting regular enemies, but you're doing it in a way to try to screw the other team over or person over. We're just thinking of like Division's Dark Zone, uh-huh. except without the PvP. You run around, you kill the boss, you or your team 
get the instance loot that drops off of them because we know they can do that now. Hey, look, he drops his three fire weapons. So we're going to run over to the flesh boss. We're going to kill him real quick. He's going to drop the cryo stuff that you use for the super fast boss. He drops the corrosive stuff. I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense in a gun game capacity, especially with the elements and attributes and things that these guns roll with. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. otherwise you're just grabbing random guns and shooting them at a human. So At a human, so it's always flame, fire. That's all you'd ever be wanting. Right. No, no, it makes more sense to do that. But, of course, the reason I had veered away from that originally is because there would have to be some kind of story for it. But, of course, he was like a hard no on the narrative. But, of course, I guess it could still be a story. It could just be some generic, hey, you're welcome to the slug dome where you know you're gonna go against a blah 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 it's not necessarily lore and story it's just a generic little tidbit to get you into the the unique environment and playing you could be inside carnivora or something uh-huh. hey it's set up a little crazier now now we got robots and now we got beasts and now we got this and that and you could still spawn in as just a cov person or a crimson raider or a generic human and then yeah. run around and do all the stuff you're gonna face this team against this team see who's the first to get where they need to be to succeed and then of course like you said strategy comes in which one you take out first to get to the next one utilizing elements and skills and guns in such a fashion that you're faster than your your baddies. And then, like I said, you could still incorporate, like I said, the gambit effect where you can get certain things and perks to send over more baddies or unique different baddies to the other team to hinder them, slow them down, which would add more of a PvP element instead of just a straight up who gets there quickest. Now you can be like, oh, well, if we if we sidetrack over here to this little portal, we can send through, you know, a hundred skags over to the other side to just annoy the hell out of them. Or you could have bosses that are kind of paired up. Here's here's Bimmy Scavs and here's Jimmy Scavs. If you kill Bimmy, then Jimmy's ten times tougher on the other side over there. Mm-hmm. So who are you going to get first? And then what guns drop and all that stuff. Then you have arms and you have a race trying to clear out your side or your greatest number of bosses quicker. I was trying to think of all these other things, but that's the only thing that sticks with me. Well, I like it. I'm down with it. If it's something like that, I'm super interested. If it was something along the lines of just regular PvP of some capacity, not very interested. So I'm hoping that uh, it does go along that line and we do get to go in a PvE, PvP sort of mode instead because Mm -hmm. I'll play that and have fun with it. But also, hey, is it going to be one player, two player, three player, four player? Are you going to get to have different divisions? So there will be a one player bracket, two player bracket, three player bracket, four player bracket. That's another big question because we only got two. So we want to play in a two player bracket. Is there going to be a two player bracket? Because if not, well, that sucks. Yeah, because anytime you team up with randos, it's either great or horrible. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're having to coordinate killing bosses or types of enemies. You'd have to get on voice chat, and I don't want to use voice chat because I don't like talking with other random people because it usually turns out poorly. So, yeah, I'll pass on that. So hopefully there's a two-player bracket and mean you can just go on and show them what it's all about. You know what I mean? And speaking of showing what it's all about, we got dates and for some of these things, we got times. So this designer's cut, which has the skill trees and the arms race that we were just talking about, that in itself is going to be dropping on November 10th. Hey, wow, perfect timing. So when you you get home with your shiny new Xbox, you got all kinds of new stuff to play with. And then leading up to it, they got a bunch of stuff all scheduled up at twitch.tv slash borderlands. If you want to check it out in just five days from when we're recording this on the 20th at noon of October, they're going to reveal the Amara and Flak skill trees, which obviously we've seen a little sneak peek of Flak already. And of course you got that. And on 1022 at noon, you get to find out about Moe's and Zane. And that's where it's all about. Because y'all know Moses was it's the only one who really matters. And Zane is my secondary character that I play with my daughter. So 
I don't care. 1022 is the day for me. I don't care about these other days and times. It's irrelevant. Yeah, that's true. That's your day. Mm-hmm. My day is the previous one because mm-hmm. I got flack. And then Amara is my side character that I haven't touched since Borderlands 3 was like a week old. Mm-hmm. But she would be my secondary one. It's Matt Day and then Eric Day. It's fan- It's a fantastic time to be third shift. It's a great it time to be a third shift fan. Woo-hoo. It is. And indeed, it's, even with all that being said, 1029, Borderlands show comes back, Matt. Gosh bless. I thought it was dead. We thought it was going away. It didn't. It's resurrected from the dead. Borderlands show's coming back, and they'll be talking all about the arms race. I can't wait to hear Fran talk about arms race. I can't wait. I can't just, I'm excited. His, he's so insightful, and he goes so in-depth on so many things. I love him being part of the show. It's great. I can't wait to see what he has to say. I can't wait either. I can't wait to hang out with you while you watch so we can just all just, man, get a lot of knowledge and information. It's going to be fun. I do actually want to dial it back to the skill trees real quick because we got a peek at Flax. You know, we know it's all about shields. We know he gets a little robot loader bot buddy to go around with him. And we've seen some evolutions of that, but I don't think they've shown off the new action skill for that tree because you got Gamma Burst on one, you have Rack Attack on the other. The other one, I don't even know what it is because I've never used it before in my life. He's going to have to get a new action skill for this tree, but I don't think they, I don't remember them showing that. Do you? No. And that's the only thing anyone ever talks about is the loader bot, but they're not the action skill. Mm-hmm. That's just the companion that he gets. So I can't wait to see what that's going to be. I mean, since it's all shield based, it could just be like a shock nova or something. But well, who knows? It's still a mystery. So you at least still get some cool new nuggets when it's all revealed in ten twenty. So yeah, it's pretty neat. It is cool. And then of course, ten thirty, Matt. At noon, you get the border cast, wrapping it up with arms race, coming at you, telling you what was going on, what was said, what was talked about. And they're going to, of course, I think, get some more guest stars with them, too. This one I'm envious of because this now I'm confused by this, actually. I'm envious and I'm confused because Borderlands show is going to be talking all about arms race. But the border cast, it says they will show off the first hands on actual gameplay from mm-hmm. arms race. So what the hell's Borderlands show even going to do? What's the point of them talking about? You listen to that right now, right here. It wasn't 14 days away. You listen to it right now. Well, I think they get to have someone talking to them. So they'll get to ask all the questions from a developer, et cetera, whoever ends up being invited on. Okay, so they'll get all the in-depth knowledge on it. And then, of course, the very next day, you'll get the video gameplay of it. So they'll say, hey, this is what Arms Race is going to be. And then the very next day... Tess and Mitsu are going to be like, hey, we're playing here's, Arms here's Race. Gameplay. Look at it go. Yeah. With the Borderlands show, you'll get the ins and outs, and then you'll get the teaser. And then the next day with the border cast, they're going to actually play it for you to see it in action with them doing it. Okay. So I it's a one-two fair. punch combo, handling business, getting the goodies, having a good time. Sad for us. You know, we got we to gotta keep putting in that work, man. We got to get there. Someday we're going to be right there getting all that goodness. Mm. You know what? I, I scooped them already anyway. I know what arms race is. I said it here That's on the true. show. It's already been you set. got it two weeks in advance. So when you hear the Borderlands show and they go, oh, is arms race going to be a thing where you, you're kind of in carnivore and you go to this boss and go to that one? Tell Right in and tell them Matt told me first because he's a it. genius. Well, that does it, Matt. We did it. Look at that. We gave you all the news. We've talked about everything there is to talk about. I do want to just lastly mention that, hey, Tribes of Midgar is still out there plugging away, having a good old time. Mm-hmm. Every week, as I said, you can go catch him on Twitter, plucking up some uh, picks of the weeks, putting up some really cool hot shots, making little fun quips about the game. 
I enjoy it. I partake in it every week. It's uh, definitely a good time, and I'm still very much interested in see what they got going on. I always got to do a double take because I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see Eric Batten said something. I go, what, 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 what is this? Impossible. Always the Tribes of Midgard thing because he's always in there. He's always telling them something. It's the only thing I talk about. That's it. It's the only thing I respond to. I need to get in on that too because it's always interesting. I like the little, little side-by-side comparisons of two or three different weapons or skills that are going on. If you guys don't follow him, Definitely do go give them a follow. You at least get snips and, and little peeks inside the game every single week, at mm-hmm. least once a week. And it just looks like it's going to be a great game. And on top of it all, I like to participate because they ask you, you know, fun little questions. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun. It's about video games. It's about a video game I'm interested in. It's something I'll respond to. Whereas, if you notice, most Twitter is not that. So that's why I don't respond to anything. It's because... Most things aren't anything that's worth responding to. But you know what is worth responding to is feedback from our fans. Questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all, even if you just want to say hi. So send any of that to the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitter, at thirdshiftme. Or gosh, you can even find us on Facebook. Under Third Shift, just blow the dust off of Facebook. There it is. There we are. Hey, it's Facebook. Third shift. Yeah. Hey, I live there. I live under that dust. I'm alive over there waiting, waiting for a comment that makes sense and is fun and it needs a great reply. When it does and when it comes, I'll be there ready to take action. Don't worry. I'm like a trapdoor spider just waiting, waiting for the moment. Maybe it'll never happen. I don't know. But while... (laughs) You're like a little antlion, just waiting in your little in your little cone of sand. Just got him, gotcha, got him, got him, shorty. But while we're waiting on that wonderful little reaction and action, you can on a, head over to that Patreon, where we treat it like a little old tip jar. You like what we're doing? You get a good laugh, have a good time, think you're getting some solid information from us. Consider heading over there, throwing us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks helps us out, keeps the lights on, keeps the bills paid for getting the show running. You guys all know the rigmarole. Now, if you can't donate a buck or two, or maybe that coveted one million, which in case we'd open up the food line and have babies in jars and cameras set up for a crazy show, all sorts of good stuff, go check it out. If you can't do any of that, you can support us by giving us the likes on the Facebooks. You can give us the the thumbs up and all the hearts or whatever it is all these other little things do. You can give us mailbag questions, comments, criticisms, but be light on the criticisms. My little heart can't take it. I'm a sad banana. You know what I mean? Or you can go over to Twitch, follow, subscribe, all those things. Or give us the five-star rating on iTunes, which we've talked about about a billion bajillion times over the years. Come on now. We need more of those five-star reviews. They are fantastic, and we love to eat them and absorb them into our souls. So consider it. Thank you. Absolutely, and definitely consider listening to that very next episode, which will drop on the 22nd of October. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, Please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. We appreciate it so much that we'll take our socks off. What's that mean? I don't know. You figure it out. I just felt like Look saying how much it. I appreciate this. Look at See, this. See, Matt has no socks, folks. He appreciates it. He knows what I was talking about. You guys need to sit down and really just go into yourselves and think about it. And then come back to me when you understand and give us that five star. And until that point, there's nothing else to say but. Shut up and sit down.